Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. For our first chat for 2024, delighted to welcome back uh, Peter Dowdell. Happy New Year to you, Peter. And Happy New Year to you, Trish, to a more seasonable weather than what we had before Christmas. Absolutely, even though I met Erin are saying that the temperatures are going to go up at the weekend, so we'll keep our fingers crossed uh, for that. And actually, I uttered your name in the an interview that I just did with Dr. John Barrymore. He's from uh, UCC, he's an ecologist, but he's also manager of Sustainable Development Solutions Network Ireland. And he joined us just to talk about climate change and the effect it's going to have on the flora and fauna of this country going forward and he was just sharing his concerns and I mentioned by the way that you are a great advocate of planting native trees and shrubs because he's talking about the damage the rhododendrons have done, have done in Killarney he says you're a very wise man to suggest native trees and shrubs but he cited as an example the daffodils and that people contacting him to say that their daffodils were in flower uh, you know before Christmas and he was saying like it is one of the indicators of climate change whether people want to realise it or not yeah, it is. And well, there are, of course, some varieties of daffodils which naturally flower early. But but in general, yeah, he's absolutely right. And it, it, it's leading to what's referred to as a, an ecological mismatch, um, which is where things are flowering. Like, like many plants flower. At the, sorry, plants flower at their, their time of year, if you like. And, and over millennia, insects and the tapestry has all adapted at the same time. So particular inf- insects, if you like, and pollinators who rely on particular flowers as a source of food at a particular time of year, you know, the, the, they, they may come out of hibernation for at the particular time that the plants should be in flower to find that the plants have flowered a month ago and now those insects or those pollinators don't have can't feed and for example i use the example of 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 an, an the apple blossom so the apples should blossom in kind of april may time uh, bees have adapted with that over the millennia to, to come out of hibernation around the same time so imagine if you're relying on your apple harvest for your business, for your yeah. livelihood, for, for food. And then the, the bees come out of hibernation, the apples, let's say, they flowered early, let's say, and let's say there was a late frost. Well, you've no pollinated, your apples aren't pollinated and the bees have no food. So it, it is, it is like, it's, it's that without question, it's the effect of climate change and, and leading to an increased rate of species extinction. It is, it, it's, it's worrying, unfortunately. Yeah, because I was making the point to him and it always annoys me when you hear people say, just because, you know, Ireland, we're not burning up, we're not getting these massive high temperatures people say climate change doesn't affect us at all it does the reality is it does 
Well, it does affect us, but I suppose more most importantly is like it, it, we're all on the one planet. We're all on the one tiny little dot. Do you know what I mean? So if it affects it affects sub sub Saharan Africa, I'm afraid to be selfish about it. It's only a matter of time before that has an effect on us and yeah. in global food supply and things like that. Yeah. You know, so it, it does affect all of us. Okay, let's get straight into questions. A lot of them already coming in. Could you ask Peter? Can you cut back raspberry bushes and dig up rhubarb now? Would it be a good time to do it? Yes and yes. So yeah, I mean, your your raspberry canes could have been cut back any time really during the autumn, winter, but you could still do it. What you're doing when you're cutting back raspberry canes is you're more thinning them out, Trish. So uh, canes that were, you know, that fruited last year, which would be the foxy brown in colour, they, they should be removed. And the ones that didn't fruit last year that were green in colour they should be left up to fruit for next year. Uh, so you don't need to reduce the height, it's just you're reducing the quantity, removing previous year's fruiting canes. Uh, and in terms of lifting your rhubarb, I'm going to say a qualified yes. <laughs> so now, now what I mean by that is now is a perfect time of the year to do that, except when the ground is physically frozen. So probably this week, no, but in general, January would be a fine time to lift and move rhubarb, yes. OK, lots of people are asking about is it too late to plant bulbs for the coming season? Someone in particular is talking about daffodil bulbs, even though we're talking about some daffodils already flowered. Yes, I know. But yeah, the, the, the answer to the question, is it too late? I would say no, it's not too late. And if you now you won't get any now, they're not available anymore. But if you have some, let's say you might have bought some like many of us and you forgot to plant them or didn't get around to it or it was too wet. Uh, well, then if you have them and if they're still firm to the touch, absolutely plant away. Or worst case scenario, they might flower a bit later, but they, they should still be fine and they, they won't store. So you have no choice, really. You may as well plant them. Now, I just got speaking of climate change, I just got an email from uh, the Dutch grower tulip growers just to let me know that because of uh, so many of their fields flooded in the autumn oh. in Holland that again the climate change there is going to be a scarcity of tulips this year and uh, the, the range is going to be far so in the autumn of this year for next spring there's going to be far fewer uh, tulips and less range of tulips available Well actually just at the weekend I found I was doing something out in the shed and I found five bags four bags of um bulbs that I'd forgotten that I'd purchased and I was going oh so they were all firm to the touch so I said let's go with it so I've thrown them all into pots and I shall let you know Keep us posted Yeah I will let you know how how I get on Okay somebody else says uh, Peter is it worth buying a scarifying rake for your lawn to remove excess moss? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of the best things you can do for the lawn. Um, so to scarify a, a lawn, Trish, means in effect it's like a, a, a mechanical rake. And what you're doing is you're you're cutting into the top kind of few centimetres of the soil surface. So you're removing, you're pulling up all that, what we call thatch. So thatch is like a buildup of, of decaying tissue and dying tissue. So like dying grass and moss and bits and pieces. Uh, when that when that starts to build up quicker than what it decomposed, that leads to unfavorable growing conditions, if you like, for grass. So removing that patch once a year, uh, ripping it up, lets air back into the area and it will lead to a healthier lawn. So absolutely yeah, worth doing. Probably best doing it in March, March, early April. Chris says, uh, just Peter, please. When is the best time to plant lavender? I want to have a bed of all lavender in raised beds and I can almost smell them when they're in full bloom. <laughs> Stunning plant, one of my favourites. So the, the every everything nowadays is grown really in, in garden centres is grown in pots. So that means you can plant twelve months of the year again, with the exception of when the ground is physically frozen or waterlogged. So I would say it is too cold now. I would for lavender particularly, it's a Mediterranean plant. I would wait certainly until the, the, we come into spring and the temperatures start rising. So I would say March, April. 
And that also ties in with when the garden centres will have their new crops available. So you get good, healthy, new, fresh lavender plants uh, March, April and plant away. Trick with lavender, raised bed is ideal because it should allow good drainage. Trick with lavender is that it's a very well-drained soil because it's native to Mediterranean regions where it would be growing in very, you know, freely free-draining soils uh, and keep trimming it back. Don't let it get big because if you let it get big and you hack it back, it'll just die in you. So constant trimming, always be cutting it back a small bit. And enjoy when they're in full bloom. Uh, for my listener, can I trim back my roses now, please? Yeah, you can, absolutely. You, anytime between now and the end of February. Uh, again, just because the ground, the temperatures are so low, I probably wouldn't do that kind of work right now. But uh, but you can anytime between now and the, the end of February. I was actually up in a garden yesterday walking around it with somebody uh, advising on it. And the, there was about half a dozen rose bushes. I couldn't believe it, like minus five or whatever it was the night before last. Uh, and there were still a few flowers in the rose bushes. Hard to believe. Yeah, my neighbour, one of his has red roses on it. And we were we were admiring them at Christmas. And and I was only looking the other day and they're still they're still there. And whether they'll survive the frost now. <laughs> but it was just lovely to see it. Really lovely to see it. Um, hi, Peter. I have a lily plant in the garden, but since the cold weather, the plant is sagging. Has the frost damaged it or should I have covered it? That's from Margaret in Douglas. Well, Margaret, unfortunately, the term lily covers a multitude, if you know what I mean. So it does depend what it is. But send us in a picture. Um, We'll have a look at it. It, I don't know is the short answer because it does depend on which lily it is. So if it was a canna lily or something like that, that would be tender and there would be a risk. But um, it it totally depends on which type of lily. If it's St. Anthony's lily, which you wouldn't expect to be up over the ground yet, that'll bounce back from this. I would think we're going to be okay, but it does depend on on which lily it was. So if you can send in a picture uh, to the programme and we'll, we'll We'll have a look at it. Okay, and Paddy is mad to get out and cut the grass. He says if the temperatures do go up, which is predicted by Met Aaron at the weekend, can he cut the grass at the weekend? He can come and cut mine. <laughs> no problem. Uh, yeah, you can if the temperatures go up. Uh, so again, the, the, like we were so mild right up to Christmas, except it was so wet we couldn't get the grass cut. Uh, this cold spell will obviously put, slow it down. But um, if if the temperatures start creeping up and if it's dry enough and there's no frost on the grass, absolutely you can cut away next week or at the weekend. Okay, let me see if I can make this out. Gardening question. My young newly planted tree has lost its main, is it a pickle leader stem? Yeah, apical. Apical, for it uh, to keep it growing upwards. Can I use the next lower branching stem and tie it upright vertical with a piece of twine in the hope that this will train the stem to grow as the new leader? Do you understand all of that? Absolutely. Okay. I do. I do. And yeah, absolutely you can. So the apical, the apical bud is the, the top bud, if you like, of any tree, Trish. So the leader is quite simply the, the main stem. It's, you know, the one that's for a tree or any plant. The leader is the one that's, you know, the leader. It's reaching for the yeah. sky. Um, so, so the leader can often be pruned out deliberately to create a bushy centre as opposed to that normal crown. Or very often what happens is the leader can fail for whatever reason. It could get diseased or broken off or whatever. And absolutely, you can just train something else to take over as the leader. So what they're describing is, yes, the next branch down, if you were to put a strong stake or a strong bamboo in, in beside the tree and tie that one. So instead of it growing outwards, you're, you're tying it gently, make sure not to crack it, tie it gently so that it, it becomes, it starts growing up and it does replace the leader. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And keep us posted. OK, listen, Peter, we leave it there. We'll chat to you next Wednesday. Thank you for that. Thanks, Trish. Look forward to it. Ah, thanks a million. That is uh, Peter Dowdell, the Irish Gardener.com. 